Oh, I'm sweating. Who do we have to talk about? I missed it. Mary Vincent. We have to talk Mary about Vincent. her when we do final thoughts because she is the opposite of Jodi Arias. She is the oh, exact fucking opposite. Love that girl. <sighs> okay. Okay. Ready to go, Queenies? Leave the dog alone because the dog didn't do a damn thing and now you're trying to feed him your body. Now shall kill all of your hands and a dog fish a tampon and the garbage is ain't right to if you but you can pretend like you will. A dog. Wow. Good evening. The freaking worst. She is the worst, ladies and gentlemen. Who are we talking about? The worst. She's the worst. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Straight Up Evil. My name is Jocelyn. I'm the brunette. We've got Katie. She's the redhead. Hello. And we got Carly. She's a blonde. Hey. Here we are. We're back to talk about Jody fucking Arias. Ladies and gentlemen, we are on to part two of Jody Arias. Harry, Harry Arias. Harry Arias. <laughs> bon Jody Arias herself. All right. So here we go. Katie's taking the lead here. We got part two coming your way right now. All right, so we're picking right up with her arrest immediately following the death of Travis. May he rest in peace. So, Harry Arias, Jody, was indicted by a grand jury in Maricopa County, Arizona, for first-degree murder on July 9, 2008. <clears throat> Good. She was picked up at her home and extradited Wait. to Arizona. She was picked up on her birthday? Karma's a bitch. What you get. Karma is a bitch. Seriously. If you're not careful, no lie. you're going to blow out your birthday candles and look up and the police will be standing there. So just Happy birthday it. to me. I'm going <laughs> to jail. <laughs> oh, my okay. God. She was picked up at her home. <laughs> Literally. So, yeah. As she was blowing out her candles, probably. No. Um where she was subsequently interrogated. It is all on YouTube. And all it, it of is it. Yes. All of and it. it is and it is absolutely ridiculous. <sighs> and exactly, we could go on for hours and hours about her antics, the things she pulls, the things she does, the freaking acrobatics she does, everything she does, the things she says, the things she sings. It's wild. But I do have a question. Like, we don't need to go into every single crazy thing she did because it's, like we said, to be ours. But what do you think is the reasoning behind any or all of it, specifically? Like, the headstand, the singing. Like, do you think she's trying to portray herself as being legitimately crazy? Do you think she's just bored like what do you like what 
I think from the moment she walked in there, she fucking knew she was on camera. From the second that she walked in. It's all a show. It's all like whatever, whatever kind of distancing, whatever. And once she's, once she's doing all of these interviews during the trial, she talks a lot about the law of attraction. And I genuinely think that's something that she believes. I, it's the same. It's with Travis is my boyfriend. I'm going to move to Mesa. Like she's putting these things out into the universe. And so they will be. So the singing, the headstand, oh. all of it is like, this is how yeah. I'm going to be. I'm, I'm cool as a cucumber. Uh, yeah. and that like, yeah. I'm, I'm free yeah. and easy. Like it's all, it's all, yeah. it's all a performance. Mm-hmm. Definitely. It really is. <clears throat> um, Okay, so here's Jody's first story. Her first story <laughs> is that she had not been in Mesa the day that Travis was killed and that she had not seen him since March of 2008. Okay, okay so okay. Okay. so it's like the Adams Family where her hand severs and runs into the crime scene and just does the handprint <laughs> on the wall. Okay, I'm just checking, I'm just making sure because I saw that in the Adams family once and I'm just making sure that that's what happened. Oh my god. Cool. Jody's second story, which is the ninja story, it's one of my favorites. So first he says, not not me. I'm not. Haven't seen him. Haven't seen him since 2008, March, early of 2008. Yeah. Yeah. So second story is the detectives tell Jody that she had her hair and the bloody print all at the crime scene, and then she suddenly changes her tune. She then says that she had been at Travis's house and that they had sex and they were taking pictures in Travis's shower. And then two intruders in ski masks stormed into the house. They had guns. They shot Travis. And then Jody believes she may have been knocked out for a few minutes, but she can't remember. But she hears Travis screaming. Then she wakes up and she hears the two intruders, one man and one woman, and she describes them as white Americans. And they're arguing whether or not to kill her. Okay. And that's what she wakes up to. The woman wanted to kill her and the man didn't. Okay. I like that little side note too. Okay. It was the yeah. woman that wanted her dead, but not right. the man, you know, cause probably cause she's so sexy, you know. Cause she's so pre- like lovable and pretty. The guy would never want to hurt her, but that woman. So... When the detective asked her to tell him what she saw, Jody tells him, well, I chickened out like a little bitch. And then she starts sobbing. Give her an Oscar, please. (laughs) So bad. The man then holds the gun to her head and he tells the other woman to finish it, which Jody then describes the woman as holding a knife when previously, before she had said she had a gun. Travis is now conscious and he looks at Jody and tells her to run and get help. Jody doesn't want to leave without him though. And so she insists on getting him up 
Travis and, and telling him to come with her. But Travis can't feel his legs and he can't move. So the male intruder then takes Jody's registration from her wallet. You must be that bitch from California, he says, and tells her that they will hurt her family just like they did. Travis, if Jody ever tells anyone about this, okay? He then instructs her to leave and act like as though nothing has ever happened. She leaves and then she drives to Utah. Luckily, the detective does not buy any of this and he tells Jody that this is the most far fetched story he's ever heard in his entire career. So, there's that. It's every, you know, movie ever made. Like every Seriously. movie with an intruder coming in, like, I know where you live. I see your address. I will get your family. You better leave. And oh, yeah, because that's going to happen is she's going to leave and drive to Utah and be like, oh, nothing ever happened. Oh, yeah, so. no big deal. And there's also like some Forrest Gump mixed in there with like, I can't, Forrest, I can't <laughs> feel my legs. Go on without me. You know, like, it's like, what are you doing? Like, it just became a war movie. Like, it just became, like, a battlefield story of, like, you go on without me. Literally. No one gets left behind. Yeah. It's like, what I are you doing? no <laughs> I can't. And then I, I remember, like, the detective was, like, so they let you go and you lived. Like, that doesn't happen. That never happened. Mm -mm. You're the luckiest girl ever. Like, that never happened. Because it not, nothing just did not happen. Yeah. It's 100%. so ridiculous. And she, uh. So, next is Jody's trial. She's brought to trial. <laughs> and she charms, try, attempts to charm the jury with her third and final story. Travis was abusive to Jody, and she had killed him in self defense, it's her, it's her claim. So first she wasn't She there. maintains the part. It had nothing to do with that. Yep. Then she yep. was there, but two random people came in to kill Travis for no reason, but let her go. But killed him in a heinous, terrible way. Just for no yes. reason. And threatened her life. Work. And threatened her life. And right. threatened her life, but let her go. But no, wait, that didn't happen either. She had to do it because... She had to defend yep. herself. Yep. And now the okay. third one is, now the third one is, they, she was there, but that she killed him in self-defense and that they still had sex. They took the photos of Travis in the shower and that when she took the pictures, she dropped the camera and Travis then flew into a rage, making her fight for her life. And Jody alleges that Travis had often been emotionally and physically abusive during their relationship, and she felt that she had no choice and she had to kill him. She does not remember exactly what happened when she shot Travis and stabbed him 27 times and slit his throat. She can't, she can't remember what happened when she did all that. Like, even if it was self-defense, which obviously it wasn't, but that is way overkill, regardless. 27 times you know what I mean? to stab someone? 
slitting the throat to shoot and then you run or like you stab and you run away. Like none of that, like that was way too much. A psychologist for the defense who was calling a trial said that Jody was probably under acute stress at the time of the murder and that she had suffered from PTSD, which is why she does not remember the details of the event. Another psychologist testified for the, uh, another psychologist who testified for the prosecution did not agree with that diagnosis. And she said that Jody had borderline personality disorder and that she had an unstable sense of identity. A third psychologist for the defense testified that both diagnoses were incorrect and that Jody actually suffered from an anxiety disorder, which was stemming from trauma. Jody gives television interviews, enjoying fame and notoriety before and during the trial, even it was even though it was against the advice of her law team. In one interview, she's quoted, "No jury is going to convict me because I am innocent, and you can mark my words." See, on you that. see what I'm saying? This is that law of attraction yeah. shit. This is that I'm putting it out there that I won't be convicted. I'm putting it out there that I whatever. Kirk Nurmi, her defense attorney, in Trapped with Miserius, openly talks about how he cannot stand her, how she was a horrible, yeah. how he tried to get out of it, how she was a horrible client all of these things. And one of the most interesting things that he said is that when you work as a defense attorney and you have clients who are, who are, have whatever, usually are in prison and awaiting trial, they get a half hour. They book a half hour because, um, because it's, that's lawyers obviously bill by the half hour or hour and lawyers are fucking expensive. So people get a half hour and they sit down and they talk to their attorney and that's all that they need. Jody routinely booked two hour visits with him and she would take two hours because she needed like all this handholding of like, I can't get this here. I don't have the ability to do this. I can't, I feel like this is what we should be doing. I feel she tried to represent herself at one point. Like it, like it's just like she needed all of this attention from him. That yeah. she literally had to pay, like, like she, she had to pay for. Right. Yeah. And it's like, it seems like it's like that in every single situation of her whole life. Mm-hmm. And it's also right. funny to me because it's the way she is with men versus women. Like, yeah. the, this is, first of all, well, it's like different worlds, like different worlds. And even in the fake story of the man and women, the man and woman intruder, right? In the fake story that she made up in her brain, the woman yes. is the villain and the dude isn't that bad because yes. the woman wants to kill her and the guy doesn't, right? And the, the guy wants her. Yeah. Kills Travis, the, the man just says to do it or whatever, but he didn't actively do it, right? So that's even in the fake story. Then when she's being interrogated, she talks to the detective and gives him all the information. He doesn't get exactly what he wants, so the woman detective is brought in. She doesn't tell, tell her anything. She doesn't talk to her. She doesn't look at her. She just clams up. The dude yeah. detective comes back in. She's sobbing. She's acting. She's giving him all the info yep. he wants. Okay. Then yep. the dude lawyer, she's like he just said, she's paying for her for his attention. She's going all these interviews, but even though she, she shouldn't, because she wants all the attention, she's even when she was booked, she asked like the man detective if she could have a minute to freshen up her face 
And he was like, no. Yes. You yes. can't to take the you take your mug shot? Like, what are you talking about? Like, and we've so all, like, we have all, absolutely, women. absolutely. We've all met this type of, this type of woman as well, who cannot, yes. period, cannot, doesn't have this, literally doesn't have the social skills to interact with a man and not flirt with him. Does not have it. Exactly. Every interaction yes. with a dude is a flirtation, whether they've been conditioned that way or whatever. Okay. You know, guess what? Fucking, uh, uh, lots of people have lots of problems, right? Most of them don't <laughs> stab someone to death to solve those problems. So it's exactly, different. Yeah. It's different to be, it's different. It's different to me to have that personality trait and be somebody who is incredibly flirtatious with men and standoffish with women. You can do that. You just, you, Jody Arias is also a murderer. Exactly. So, you know, so like it, it's, it's, yeah. It's not a fucking excuse, is what I'm saying. Exactly. Yeah. It's ridiculous. <clears throat> yeah, so the whole 18 days of Jody being on the stand, she completely attacks Travis's character and portrays herself as the victim. She gives examples of when Travis abused her, breaking her finger, kicking her in the ribs, and describes Travis as... Um, describes Travis's sexual depravity of depriving depravity. her of sex. Depravity, thank you. An audio tape of a phone sex session between the two of them that Jody recorded. This is God. I can't with this. I really can't with this. It's so bad. Oh, it is so bad. His poor family. The An poor audio family. tape of a phone sex session between the two. Yeah, I can't. That Jody recorded, premeditated, wanted to embarrass Travis later, probably. Yeah. Like, again, blackmail. Oh, I yeah. say um, another form of blackmail that she was trying to yeah, use. It is. Yeah, why is that recorded? Another thing for her to use against him. And he didn't know it was it's recorded sick. either. It's not no. right. Oh, Jody also describes an incident when she walks in on Travis masturbating to a photo of a young boy. Okay. I don't believe that for a single fucking second. Investigators did not find any pornographic material on Travis's computer. All of this is being told in front of Travis's family, mind you. That is in the courtroom, which is super awkward and super shitty. And it really is. The de defense portion of the trial lasted so long that they started losing jury members. One was dismissed for misconduct, one had a DUI, and one had some health issues. After the trial was over, Jody's attorney, Lawrence Nurney, Nurmi, wrote a tell-all book that included that one jury member actually fell for Jody during the trial. Dude, there were a ton of fucking oh, people who fell for her like, in this. What? Well, let's, okay, so let's open this door a little bit. Oh, God. Let's just, let's, let's just put it out there. She's pretty. Sure. Fine. I mean, I guess, sure. She's all right. She's but pretty. She's trial, pretty enough. She's pretty, pretty enough. Sure, she's pretty enough. Yeah. But in the trial, she's purposely making herself try to look mousy as the victim with the brown hair, the old lady glasses, the wispy bangs. Like it's totally opposite from yes. like the blonde bombshell, like posing makeup lady she was trying to do when she was with Travis. But even when she's 
trying to be like the little bouncy nerd barbarian girl. She's still like the soft-spoken little whatever. And like the jury who only saw her on the stand, like had never met her before, has nothing to do with it, like falls in love with her. Yeah. It's absurd. Crazy. I can't. It is absurd. It's totally absurd. And she ends up suing him, so. (laughs) So So there's that, too. I can't. Yeah. So, May 17th, 2013, after 15 hours of deliberation, Jody is found guilty for first-degree murder. That's not a long time. During this, no, it isn't. No, During the penalty phase, the prosecution brought multiple members of Travis's family to the stand to read victim impact statements. They wanted to convince the jury to give Jody the death penalty. When Jody was brought up to plead for a life sentence, at one point she held up a t-shirt with the word survivor on it, telling the jurors she would sell them and give them all the proceeds to victims of domestic violence. I, I literally can't. That's psycho. She, it's really psycho. There was a hung jury and the judge called a mistrial for that phase. Jody was sentenced to life in prison with no possibility of parole. Multiple appeals and mistrial motions were filed by the prosecution, but on March 24th of 2020, the court ruled that Jody had been convicted based upon overwhelming evidence of her guilt and upheld this conviction. And it's Lifetime's most watched true crime movie. I did not know that. That's so amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and I never saw that. I never saw it. I never saw Dirty Little I didn't Secret. see it either. I want to see it now. But, I want to see uh, it so bad now. Yeah. <laughs> so. And there have been um, multiple books written about the case, including Jody's Attorney's Tell All. This That looks really good. Which was just added to the craziness and notoriety recently. Jody is now living her best life in prison, running the library, giving fellow inmates tattoos. Wow. And teaching a class on the law of attraction. Did you see her wow. do the prison, the wow. prison wow. talent wow. show? No. no. That is also on YouTube. She, okay. There's, you know, this story is so huge. There's so much to get to. It Somewhere really in there, like yeah. it's, there's, there's so much to get to. But she attended Travis's funeral like any other mourning member of his circle. She went to the funeral and she sang Oh Holy Night at the funeral. Oh, yeah. It was one of those, like, if anybody wants to come up and say a few words, and she got up and, like, mm-hmm. Marnie from Girls, you know what I mean? Like, she got up no. and, like, sang a song, okay? Completely oh, inappropriate. No. In prison, she uh, she actually was under the was was a prison is a prisoner was a prisoner under Sheriff Joe Arpaio that horrifying man who was uh, keeping immigrants in tents in 120 mm. degree heat yeah, who has yeah, been pardoned yeah. by our current president he like he's just a terrible terrible dude um, he, he thought that the prisoners the female prisoners should have a talent show that year at Christmas and you would win the winner of the prize would be like a be like a stocking full of presents that's what you would win jody fucking arius stood up and sang 
Oh Holy Night, the same exact song that she oh sang at Travis's fucking funeral and she fucking won. It's a, it's on YouTube. She's in I a jumpsuit and everything. Really the level the level of narcissism that she holds is just I I did a little read up and my mom did too. My mom helped me a little bit too because you know my mom loves crime too. She's just as obsessed as I am. Maybe she's the one that she's the reason I am probably as into it as I am. Um, but she sent me this article from Psychology Today. It's written by Dale Archer. He's an MD, and it talks about narcissism and narcissistic personality disorder. It literally is was the, just one of the most interesting things ever because she literally fits every single category of every single thing, like the irritable and aggression, like the denial, the like pretending to be more than you are, exaggerating everything, lies, manipulation, cunning, deception, it's like it, the, it, I mean it's a it's like a five-page article it goes on and on lack of remorse or guilt um but basically he talks about how not everyone with narcissism is like Jodi Arias he basically talks about how she's like a very special kind <laughs> has like a very special level of narcissism okay it's like oh on a whole nother level okay Agreed. she's like a 10 plus on a scale of narcissistic, uh, nar- absent and being narcissistic, she's like 10 plus. Oh narcissistic being 10. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So that's really wild. I thought I just thought that was really wild. So what do you think, Winnie? You think she, what do you think? What do you think? What are your final thoughts on Jodi Arias? Your oh, Quinny opinion, not, not the, not anything. This is a this yeah, is the part I, of the show where we speculate the fuck out of this story. <laughs> and I yeah, want to know I, what you really think about it. Yeah, I just really hope she just stays there forever. I really do. I, I kind of I kind of wish she would have got the death penalty a little bit, even though I'm not sure I fully believe in it. I I just I just think she's a really terrible, terrible person. I really do. And she hurts. She hurts my heart, and not in a good way. Yeah. So many things. I think. Oh, what I think. (laughs) I think that she is. I don't even want to give her the benefit of saying that she's just mentally ill, because I feel like. It's an excuse. I think in her, in her case, I think she is just a legit desperate girl, like crazy girl type of crazy stage five clinger, just damsel in distress to get whatever she wants out of like flirting her way through life, like with any dude Mm -hmm. that she comes in contact with to get whatever she can and made this all up in her, in her head, like her whole relationship with Travis, like, Obviously, like walking through the doggy door, like that was legit bonkers. Okay, but bonkers, like she thought, like if she, sure. just, if she just like showed up enough, he would just eventually like take her into his life. 
okay, if she just kept being there, if she just was just there every time he turned, like turned around, which is insane. I think she legit premeditated this murder because he didn't take her to Mexico. He was taking another girl who didn't even want to date him. She wanted to be friends with him. She found out that was like the last straw was that she was that he yep. was taking another girl to Mexico and she planned yep. this whole damn thing because of that. I think that was the last straw for her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she deserves to run hell forever. Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. Yes. Yes. Nasty. Jocelyn, your thoughts? <sighs> I completely agree <laughs> with both of you. I completely agree with both of you. I, this is really hard for me because I don't want I don't want to use the that bitch is crazy excuse because it is thrown around a lot, so much, especially yeah. for legitimate victims of domestic violence. It is just thrown around a lot that like women are crazy and you just gotta like do what Slap you can. Them around a little bit. I, I, I am, I, 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 I'm not cool with that. So it is hard for me because Jodi Arias is the exception to that rule. Like she, she really right. is all of those things. She really is. She is like, uh, 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 she continuously steps over the line. She continuously pushes her boundaries. She continuously disrespects Travis and he continuously disrespects yeah. her. As far as physical abuse, I, I don't, Obviously, you never know what's really going on, but emotional abuse, I think they were both fucking doing it to each other. It's a bad relationship. This is what happens. You emotionally abuse each other. He was doing it to her and she was doing it to him. They were, they were, this is, this is all part of it. The sex and the violence and all of it. It's, it's all part, it's all wrapped up Mm -hmm. together. Let me tell you why I loathe and despise Jodi Arias, okay? All of us, every single one of us, well, I, maybe not every single one of us, me, okay? 18-year-old me wanted to be whatever the guy that I was dating at the time mm-hmm. wanted me to be. Mm-hmm. Every mm-hmm. single, I truly believe that most women go through that phase. They match their totally. personality to the partner that they have, and they do not develop their own identity. We all have to do it, and we all have to go through it in order to yeah. recognize yeah. it and stop mm-hmm. doing it. Jody Arias, just don't stop. Yeah. Jody yep. Arias, I truly believe, a lot like Ted Bundy, looked at herself in the mirror and n- saw that there was nothing looking back at her, that she was a hollow fucking shell of a person. And mm-hmm. she thought that she could manipulate the situation that she was in to her advantage based solely on her looks and she did not have to do any fucking self work. And I don't have any respect for that whatsoever. It sucks and it sucks to be out on your own and it sucks to have to find your own identity, but that is what makes you a fucking human being. It reminds me of Ted Bundy. It reminds me of him going to law school and having to be up there and standing in front of people yeah. And not yeah. being able to handle it because yeah. he is nothing. He no he deep down, he's never done the work. Deep yeah. down, Jody Arias thought, I can just pretend that I am whatever I say I am, and everybody will yeah. buy my bullshit. And it'll just be and I be just real. have yeah. no I just have no respect 
uh, for no. that. I have just, I just have no respect for that. I think you, you can, I think manipulation is manipulation is manipulation, whether you're a man, woman, mineral, vegetable, prefer not to say whatever yeah. you, if you're going to, if you're going to live your life manipulating people, eventually you're going to end up in prison. It doesn't, it doesn't even matter. Like if it gets to violence or whatever, you're going to end up in prison. And I, I just don't have any respect for, uh, for that. And she, she, there's a lot of women who go through this period in their life where they're insecure and they're in a bad relationship and they're doing shit they know is fucking stupid. Mm-hmm. And you're going, what am I doing? What am I doing? You know what I mean? It like harkens yeah. back to my early twenties, like driving home at 3am being like, what the fuck am I yes. doing? Like, yes. what am I doing right now? Yes. Like we've all been there. She just never left there. She never stopped doing that. She thought she could do that, do that forever, for absolutely mm-hmm. ever. And like, mm-hmm. it's just this poor guy ended up ended up dead because of it. Carly, I think that's really interesting that you're like, she premeditated it because of that trip. 100%. Yeah, the trip, the Mexico trip set her off. I think that's where it really went off. And we didn't, we had to bring back up the CTR ring that was left on the counter. I think that was her symbolizing like, oh, I converted a Mormonism for you. I have my CTR ring. You baptized me. Like, I moved here for you, and you can't even bring me on your – you want to break up with me? And totally you symbolic. And I'm girl all of Mexico? Here. Totally symbolic. She takes the ring off. She leaves it somewhere. Also, they never found the murder weapon. They never found the knife. They never found the gun. If you can drive 2,800 miles in whatever, three days, and get rid of those things – why do you leave the camera in the washing machine? Other than the fact that somewhere deep down, you wanted to leave wanted your, to. you want, you wanted this. She yeah. wanted it. She See, wanted. I'm telling you, it was all blackmail that she, she recorded this phone oh sex conversation or to blackmail him later. She, yeah. the photos, like, like eventually. To have all of this stuff on after hold. He was better before. That's why you exactly. always have all to- of it. That's why I always say, like, don't fucking send nudies, okay? Don't send nudie pictures. Oh, God. Okay? Don't do it. Single girls want to send your titties to get someone happy? Don't well, do it, okay? Well, he didn't send them. Somebody he will took use them it against on you. His, he took them on his own camera. So he didn't even send them to her. No, right? I know. But I'm just saying, like, it wasn't no, even you got to be phone. careful with that shit, man. It's no joke. Oh, yeah. Most definitely. Just don't, just, just don't, just, just don't. Just do it in person. Just take a picture with your eyes. All right. Just take. (laughs) Take a picture with your eyes. I can't. Take a picture of that asshole with your eyes. That's like. And then there's people like Mary Vincent who get their limbs chopped off. And they Mary live a fantastic life. Vincent is and the and opposite And they're still of her. a fucking badass bitch. Talk about doing the work. Bitch. Talk about doing the work. Talk about getting shit yep. done. Yep. Talk about handling your shit. Walking into a courtroom, staring that motherfucker down and going... Yep. I don't have any arms, but I still, I, I still remember what the fuck you did. It's, exactly. it, I mean, motherfucker, Mary Vincent, crazy, Bellman. best Mary ever. Vincent, too. 
best ever. All right, that's so the areas, the living areas. Well, ladies, Whew. well, ladies and gentlemen, that's that bitch. That's one it. of the one of the most twisted true crime stories of our lifetime, without without question. People could not get enough at the time. People could not get enough of this shit at the time. And it took us a little while, but I knew eventually we were going to have to do her because it's one for the book. For sure. It's one for the books. To me. I love you, Um, Also, listeners, follow us on Twitter, straight underscore up underscore pod. Straight underscore up underscore pod. Pod. Pizzy. Pizzy pod. Okay, Quinnies. Love you, Quinn. I will get this out tomorrow. Perfect. Hey, Bainies. Love you. Bye, Quinnies.